0: Hey you! No, yeah, you. The one listening, the one with the headphones on your in your ears right now. Elizabeth, John, James, Paul, Jane, yeah, you guys, all over there. It's almost the end of the year. Congratulations, you badass. You made it to the end of 2020. And just because of that, I want you to be part of our conversation like you always are. Because guess what? (music) This is FC3's Monkey Business. Your one-stop shop for everything geeky, right, Tanya? Because everything can be geeky if you love it enough. And it's starring Billy DeTorey, Tanya Metris, Dan Carmen, and Liebich. And I am your host. My name is Chris. One more time for 2020. How you guys doing?
1: We're
2: looking forward to the end. (laughs) And and possibly new beginning, a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, it sounds like we got some good. Except
2: stuff for on that we episode. don't want it to be a train.
3: Hopefully, it's not a sequel coming.
2: Oh no, kidding! <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: No yeah. kidding! No kidding!
3: Yeah. yeah, people they do like our sequels these days. So you know, a lot of movies come out with sequels. So yeah,
2: this one I don't want a sequel. But can I tell you on Friday? I had because I have a procedure on Wednesday when this episode drops. So on Friday, mm-hmm. I had to go for my COVID test.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They made me swab my nose myself, but you, Chris, you had to do that for yours, yep. right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. It made me sneeze.
0: Well, yeah, it, that's, yeah, that's an automatic um, response.
2: But, mm-hmm. um, so, I went around 2 o'clock in the afternoon by, uh, Chris is going to be a little upset, by, like, 8 o'clock Saturday morning, I had mm-hmm. the results back.
0: Yeah, it took me, like, what, five days? Five
2: and, days.
3: That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, I was in and out of the lab in, like, five minutes. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. And it came back not detected. Good. The SARS-CoV-2, which is the uh, pre-whatever predispos- pre- for some Sorry. something. Yeah. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I have to go in for another week or so for uh, COVID test, yeah. So um,
2: as of afternoon. today, which is Sunday, no popcorn for the next couple days.
0: Oh, it's no. Gonna, it's going to kill me. Poor Tanya.
2: Yeah, and uh, liquid diet come Tuesday.
1: <laughs>
3: the the prep is worse than the, actually getting it done. So. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm warning all my students on Tuesday because I do not have any access to Coke Zero after seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Miss Tanya's to be crabby. Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm like, and of course, that's the day that we're doing cutout Christmas cookies with the kids and frosting oh, and geez. sprinkles. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm, I'm like, I should have taken Tuesday off and Wednesday because it's going to drive me up a wall.
4: I took Tuesday off. I'll, I'll eat cookies for you.
2: Okay, thanks. <laughs> and and
4: Anne's taking me to my procedure on Wednesday. Are you gonna need help
0: with that with those cookies, Anne?
4: I have um, actually I have stuff to drop off to each and every one of you. I have peanut butter fudge, chocolate fudge, Yay. peanut butter blossoms, cutout cookies, um, butterball cookies.
0: Oh my yeah. god. Yum.
2: So I take it I'm getting my stuff on Wednesday then when you come over. Yes, on. when I bring over my comics. Yes, Wednesday night will be uh, Comic Chicks from Tanya's basement, because Tanya's not allowed to drive for 24 hours. Right. As yes. of Wednesday morning.
0: Of things I never stop me. Randed. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's okay. I'll be playing well for the rest of the day, or napping. I don't know. So, but. Uh, Billy Billy!
5: Hi, Chris. How are you, Bill? I'm doing good. I spent the last week or so watching a bunch of TV and movies, because... That's what I do for a living now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, yes. it's been okay. And I was in a little email chain with my brother and sister yesterday. Oh, my
2: God. That was hysterical.
5: Oh, I'm glad you saw it. Yeah, we, we <laughs> figured out a way to spend a few minutes together on Christmas Eve. Uh, my mom and dad are at the cemetery near me, so we're going to have Christmas Eve at mom and dad's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to the cemetery and hang out for a few minutes, socially distant, and uh-huh. exchange gifts and chat for a few minutes and say hi to my mom and dad.
0: Well, that's a nice way to do that it. That is kind of cool, to be honest. Yeah. That is. That's for very-
5: Many years we spent Christmas at our actual mom and dad's house, yeah. so we're going to their new home, or their most recent home.
1: Yeah. They've been there well, a while. <laughs> I was.
2: I read the Facebook thread uh, of you telling Susan about it, and like her trying to keep a straight face, going, "Uh, but uh, what?" Yeah. (laughs) So, but I
0: I think it's a wonderful idea. So absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, there's Mm a nice sentimentality to that. I like. Plus, I can walk there if
5: the car breaks down. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because it's very close. So I uh, I. is it Holy a Sepulcher? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So I have a treat for you in the new year there, Bill. What's um, that? I, was, I had the uh, the uh, the honor to do a, a quick one-shot D&D game last night for some uh, from friends and friends of a friend. And uh, along the, the way, I was doing some networking because I had some folks in this particular game last night I had not met before. Well, this one dude, his name's Vincent. He has a couple of podcasts of his own, and one of them is dedicated completely to wrestling. Oh, uh, So we were, we were hooking up and and laughing and sharing some stories and whatnot. And I was telling him about, you know, who I do our podcast with and, and I'm like, yeah. And I've got a a huge wrestling fan in our, in our team. And he's like, Oh, awesome. So, Mm -hmm. um, somewhere along the line in early 21, um, this guy, Vincent, is going to come onto our podcast. You guys can talk shop for a little while, and then we're going to get you and, uh, and probably me onto his podcast, and we'll talk wrestling for a little while. So
1: Excellent.
0: we got that. Well, I figured you'd give, that'd be a cool little tip of the hat for Billy, because uh, because I know how much you love that. We really don't spend a lot of time on professional wrestling.
5: Usually. No, it, it, and that's okay. I, I dip it in and out of it. Sometimes I watch it more than others. It's sort mm-hmm. of cyclical for me, so... You know, sometimes I know it's, I always know what's going on, but sometimes I'm more involved
0: than others. Which is good because I tell you what, I have watched wrestling. I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but when I was watching it on a regular basis, even when I was watching it, I had no clue what was going on. Yeah. I was <laughs> I about could, to
2: say, when was the last time you watched wrestling?
0: I think the last time I watched it was like four or five years ago. I happened to like be channel surfing and and I landed on it. So I watched it for a moment and I was like, Mm-hmm. Uh huh, and then I moved on. Yeah, <laughs> my friend, saying. my friend Paul said it best. It's comedy. It's sudden, violent comedy. Hmm.
5: Yeah, that's a good. I, I, it's also often referred to as a soap opera for men.
0: Yes, <laughs>
5: it really oh. is.
0: When you think about it, absolutely. Oh, the other
5: Uh, thing you may have seen on Facebook having nothing to do with wrestling is mm -hmm. uh, yesterday was mine and Susan's wedding anniversary.
1: Oh, congratulations.
5: And and, uh, she posted, I I got a cameo video for her from the lead singer of one of our favorite bands. And it turned out really funny and really good. So if you want to search that on her timeline or mine. I'm
2: searching right now.
5: It's uh, from a, a guy named Adam Weiner from the band Low Connie out of Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, that turned out really good. So I just want to say happy anniversary to Susan on the podcast, even though it's now, if people are listening, four or five days, days later. Since it, yeah.
2: Oh, my goodness. I'm on Susan's page right now, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the conversation that you guys had yesterday about Santa.
5: Oh, Tanya's seeing the Santa conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. He, he, yeah, my, my question is, and uh, is, in movies you always see Santa leave presents at someone's house, probably come across a kid or someone, and then he jumps in his sleigh and takes off and leaves somewhere. Why doesn't he just go next door?
2: <laughs> and Susan oh God, goes
0: that, sense. Honey, that
2: that was super interesting. Are these the kinds of things you think about? And Billy's like, Yes, I think about this stuff while you think about the Georgia Senate elections, COVID, and you know smart stuff.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm more worried about Santa's flight plan.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's phenomenal. I love that so much right now, I gotta tell you. That that makes my heart happy on a day like
5: yeah <laughs> She's studying the COVID map. I got Santa's map. There you go.
1: (laughs) I
2: love it. It's hysterical. And, you know, that's the part that, like, brings joy to somebody's face,
4: just, like, Mm -hmm. those interactions.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So
4: last year I took pictures of the cows with um, Christmas stuff on. And I didn't realize it was such a hit until some of my cousins have been texting me, calling me, saying, Hey, when Santa coming to the farm again, our kids are waiting for pictures.
0: Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's my, awesome. It that
4: was, that was my Christmas cards last year. And I'm like, great. Now I have to go over there on Christmas Eve and take a couple pictures of some calves with some, you know, <laughs> blinky lights on their head or whatever and say Santa's arrived here and, you know, posted on Facebook for all their kids.
1: <laughs>
2: Do you need my headband?
4: Oh, no, I have a special one for the cows because, you know, the cow one stays with the cows because I don't, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, so you know. I'm so the, sure
5: I dropped it a few times. <laughs> are the cows Santa's reindeer?
4: I do put reindeer ears on them and then yeah. take pictures. stick. <laughs> you need, I need a glue stick? What?
5: No, I said on movie, on beef stick, on...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I will probably on heifer and yeah. I'll probably use chocolate frosting or cupcake, one of those two, because they're they're the Jersey ones and they're brown and they're so pretty.
2: And and they're being uh, trained on a halter.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't really say the real deer because the hunters have gotten a lot out here this year, like like twenty something. So wow, oh, poor deer.
2: That's okay. There was two that path, that crossed my path last night on my way home from Caledonia.
4: I saw like 15 all right in the road. I was like, ooh, I should go visit them.
2: I had to slow down as they were crossing the road right in front of me in Scottsville. So I was not
4: happy. But... Billy, how many cats do you have now? Six. Oh, okay. We you're big six. Big. We have new kittens in the barn. no.
0: <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, no. no. <laughs> No, I don't want any.
4: You said the right magic now. word
0: <laughs> before. Before I get asked, I'm going to say no. I don't need any more.
4: <laughs> I don't need any more either. That's the problem. <laughs>
0: well, Molly and Bruno are plenty of fur already.
4: I will say Molly keeps clearing your tables.
0: She has been brutal onto the dining room table.
4: Oh, she's one of those. I didn't know she because she was never allowed on ours because she was not big enough to jump here. Yeah. So- <laughs>
0: Luckily, she hasn't discovered the kitchen counters yet. But luckily, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I just jinxed myself there. So that's all. Yeah,
1: give her just, time. She'll do that. Just
4: just don't keep anything out where she could possibly get it. Mm. On the kitchen counter. So. So she just knocks everything off. Does she does she done the full glass of water yet?
0: No, she hasn't. Um, but here's here's the thing: is what she does is she knocks all of like placemats and accoutrement, like little whatever happens, to be up there off of it. But then she'll get spooked, and in her. Spin up to running across the dining room table. (laughs) She kicks all of the tablecloths off, (laughs) and then flies off the table, and and uh, and then makes tracks across the living room on her way to wherever the hell she's going to hide next. (laughs) You know, and and so it's just like, oh god, I can just I'm making a countdown to when she puts scratches in my grandfather's table. It's like, oh god, no plastic.
4: Do you? I mean, you tell me. I don't know if you saw what's on my dining room table, but I can order you that plastic that goes on top of it.
0: I, no, it's okay. I've got a couple of ideas in mind. Most of them glue super glue and the cat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> fitted sheet. A fitted, fitted sheet works fi- good too.
0: Yeah, that's why I, I I read that one on Google somewhere. I was gonna do that. <laughs> but uh...
4: well somebody try to help me. I'm trying to convince my husband I need a dog. Oh yeah. I want a okay, you're gonna have to Google it. So I want a giant Alaskan malamute. Oh no, uh-huh. I don't have to google it. That. Maybe is- that was in one of the boxes on the porch for a little. Oh man, Billy- my keyboard almost had hot chocolate all over it. <laughs> Billy, a full-grown Alaska Malamute can weigh 180 pounds. I'm not sure it'd fit in a box bag. Mm-hmm. Really maybe big box. something that you add water to. Oh yeah, maybe.
0: It'll be mandatory that you name it Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, That'll be cute. I might have to do that if I name it Chewbacca. He might let me get
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I don't know, know.
4: but that kind of goes into
2: our uh, discussion for today.
0: It does a little bit. There is a a certain segue that yes, it was planned. It was entirely planned.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. wasn't.
0: Um, But yeah, today's big discussion. Our our final uh, our final podcast of twenty twenty. We contains. are going to talk about the Mandalorian season two. So needless to say, as Tanya spoilers. was about to say. Spoilers. Our favorite favorite fragrance. Our favorite fragrance from the Mighty Monkey <laughs> Oh, boy. From the Women with Space Hair Collection. Spoilers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. So if uh, if you have not watched... Uh, Mandalorian season two, or at the very least, you've not watched the finale yet that just came out um a couple days ago for us. Uh, then pause you know, us. I want to take a pause. We won't mind. You come come back and chat with us in a little bit, and uh, and then and listen because we're going to be lighting it all out. Uh, because holy smoke is all I got to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, we got Billy to binge it in one week. When so
5: we did, it, we did it, and we had seven episodes watched in one day. Then had to wait for the last episode to drop.
1: Oh, watch
5: that! Mm-hmm. Watch that! Like nine a.m. Friday morning.
0: All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Lando on a Mandalorian, a Mandalorian and a Galorian. Lando on a Mando. Lando on a Mando. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls dudes and cadets and all happy points in between we love you guys we miss you guys we're hoping you're having a decent holiday season uh and so we're going like i said at the the outset here we're going to close up 2020 with a a chat about the mandalorian which has been the series that has defined the new generation of star wars Uh, you know it's it's amazing because we've talked about this on several occasions in the past where the fandom is so wild and weird, right? You never know what they're gonna like and what they're gonna dislike and when they don't like it, oh boy do they let you know. And and the the JJ Abrams sequel movies have evoked strong emotions. And there's been a lot of little properties here and there that have evoked strong emotions. And then to have the Mandalorian come out and be generally universally accepted. Everybody's been very excited about this series. Uh, and and so you know season two there was no pressure. You know, you had a great season one. What do you got up your sleeve for season two? Sophomore Jinx? In the final analysis, here's my opinion. No Sophomore Jinx to be found here. It was a great series overall. Do you guys agree or disagree?
5: Oh, I loved it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have to watch it again.
0: I think I do too, because I know there's probably pieces and, and nuances that I missed because I was so busy watching the you know, the overall story, as it were. Um, but it was right off the bat, just a wild fun ride which I thought was fantastic yes. uh,
1: I usually
2: and... had some people talking in the background
1: you did at
2: least uh, on the, f- the final episode uh, Nene's TV was really loud and Riker kept asking questions and I'm like shh and then I was, make- I was making dinner at the same time so well, you just, you
0: just force choke them it's done I'll uh, well, leave you alone
2: I'll have to go back and rewatch the, the finale because I probably mm-hmm. missed some things
0: so, um, but yeah, you had the the overwhelming arc that yet again the Imperials are trying to get their hands on on the child, uh, and and along the way you meet some some classic characters. You see the live action uh, debut of of the legendary Ahsoka Tano that was int- a character that was introduced in the Clone Wars animated series. Now, Billy, on a couple of occasions you've mentioned how you have not watched any of the animated stuff.
1: No, I so- haven't.
0: What did I, I? don't. I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask the question. But the the appearance of Ahsoka, did that? I probably didn't have the same resonance that it did for like for me because I've watched the animated series. But were you able to kind of appreciate that at all? Yeah,
5: because because I am a nerd and most of the things I follow online are nerd related. I was aware of the character, okay. especially mm-hmm. once she appeared on the TV show, right? Um, and. She's been mentioned on this podcast a bunch of times. Yes, she has. So I knew that she was an important character. Good. You know, Good but job. I didn't I, – I wasn't aware of her backstory when I eventually go back and watch the Clone Wars animated show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when I'll probably get the real appreciation of who she is, was in that. But with this, I just – okay, she's a Jedi – it's Rosario Dawson who's always good in everything and I'm mm-hmm. familiar with her name. So I, that, that was basically all I needed to know for that because it, they, the Mandalorian's also really good at making things self-contained and not yes. making it too confused. You don't need to know everything to appreciate it or right. understand what's going on in that particular moment.
0: Which is an excellent point to make. I think that's one of the strong suits of that particular show is the fact that they have done such a good job of you don't have to be the diehard fan uh, to understand it all that uh, all that much. You can you can kind of glean through and, and, and still be able to appreciate what's going on in front of you. And, and I, so I agree. That's a, that's a huge, huge facet of its popularity. Um, so yeah, we had the Ahsoka Tano. She made a Thrawn reference. So suddenly making... This, this legendary character that had been in the animated series, that had been in books, he was introduced in the Heir to the Empire trilogy by Timothy Zahn way back in the, the 90s. Uh, so that's now suddenly full-on canon character, and that makes people very excited for what could possibly be happening. Um, it, it's, I thought it was just great. There was so many... Usually, when in my opinion, when you see a show go out of its way for fan service it fails somewhere along the line like the rise of skywalker the final the final film did a lot it packed one of its persian flaws was the fact that it packed so much in uh and you lose track of the story through the fan service we're going to give this little tip of the hat this little tip of that oh there's this cameo oh there's that little reference there's all the the there was that was a chock-full bag of easter eggs all right, so when you have these moments of fan service, uh, and it's done so subtly but so wonderfully well, and, and it's just like, oh my god, okay, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, you own Star Wars. Just here's all my money. Just go <laughs> for it, fellas. You, we, we love you. Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> the, the, hey.
5: one, the one advantage that the TV show has over the movies is the movie has to satisfy everybody in two to two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas the season of the TV show is eight hours max, right? You know, and, and if I, I was looking at the running times of the episodes, and I pointed this out to Susan, and I think this is a huge strong point of the show, is that some episodes are thirty-five minutes, another episodes fifty-five minutes. They take mm-hmm. exactly the amount of time they need to tell that story. Yeah, that chapter that, is whatever time. It, if it's thirty six minutes, there you mm-hmm. go. If it's an hour, there you go.
3: Yeah, I and mean, yeah. Skywalker should have been almost two movies.
1: Mm-hmm. It really oh, should. Yeah.
3: You know, but they were sticking to a trilogy, so it was the right. than in the trilogy, so they couldn't make it into two more movies.
1: It's pity
0: Douglas Adams wasn't one of their script editors. Right, yeah. I mean, that would
3: have solved problems. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth, the fourth movie in the second trilogy, the third trilogy, whatever. Exactly. But, um, yeah. But I think that was the problem with Rise of Skywalker is that they were, they crammed, like you were saying, they crammed so much in, in a relatively short amount of time for the amount of content that it, you know, if it was two movies, it probably would have been a lot better.
0: Right. And that's a very valid thing because if they were to slow the pacing down, focus on certain scenes, focus on certain character development and really kind of do it the justice. But here's the thing. And I think, you know, and I'm going to stop talking about the movies after making this observation. Um, I think it would have behooved them if they were all directed by the same person.
3: That's what yes. happened
0: is, is when they started kind of pawning it off, and Ryan Johnson's doing one, and J.J. Abrams is doing another, and this is happening here, and this is happening here, and these people are doing this. different. They started conflicting with each other, really, is what I was mm-hmm. noticing. And you have the same uh, vision. Yeah. It, it, I think you would have made a much cleaner trilogy if they had done that successfully. Mm-hmm. But again, Armchair quarterbacking—it is basically the right and privilege of a Star Wars fan.
3: It's weird. but that but that part is a very valid, I think, as far as having a contin a continuous trilogy, but having it done by different people is not going to work. No, so I mean that that's definitely a valid point. So, and having the series so Mandalorian. Yeah,
2: what's <laughs> well, about
1: Mando?
3: I, I'm um,
2: um on the little trivia page for the Mandalorian TV series, and um because a lot of people because I know I've asked several times like where does this fit in in the trilogy and things like that and I know it's 5 years after return of the jedi and uh, 25 years before um, the force awakens but this also takes place 6 years before the birth of ray so um that possibly means no necessarily Ben Solo yet cuz I don't know how much older he is than ray so right I don't think
1: j- they really j- established that
2: yeah, just throwing that out there for uh, Billy's theory about yeah. what could possibly well, happen to Grogu.
4: <laughs> well, but he's only well,
0: he
2: do that.
4: Was only fifty two, he could live to be how old? So at I know point, like nine hundred. Yeah. When yeah. nine hundred years old you get.
0: <laughs> outlook or something. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think with the Mandalorian though, is Disney as a whole, because they're you know such a cash cow anyway. Um, they've made this more so for the next generation. Like you see a lot of kids who have never seen star Wars before wanted to know who this child was. Right. Everybody
3: knows who the child is. Everybody.
4: Everybody. So now they know, but I was reading some statistic online that's saying that the number of times that new younger kids are now watching the original three has doubled. Really? So Hmm. now that they know this, that what, what could be now they're going to go back and start watching
2: the rest hmm. i had actually one of my students um came in the other day and he's like okay Metris, do i watch it one two three this uh-huh. four two? i'm like oh my god he goes or do i go or do i go release order i'm like i go well I- you can totally skip most of one just focus in on the battle scenes." um
1: <laughs> I'm just well like- said.
0: Really well it said. is a Talk complete well,
5: as little, let's pretend in an ultimate world those first three movies were good what order do you watch them in and uh, to me that is a really interesting question
0: I know we've talked about that in the past and we've brought up the machete order mm-hmm. I know I have at least I know I've talked about the machete yep. order somebody came up with that completely like blitz past the Phantom Menace Uh, And starts with Attack of the Clones. Now, I will admit that recently I've decided that, you know, at night when it's quiet and all I've got is my Minecraft and and me and and the kids are off doing their own thing. um, You know, I I have started a Star Wars marathon of my own. And I started with Phantom Menace. I gritted my teeth. I skipped through some scenes. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, I'm right now, I'm in the middle of, because I decided to do the Star Wars saga in its entirety. So right now, I, as soon as I finished Attack of the Clones, I went right into the Clone Wars animated series. Hmm. And then, since that, the end of that ties in with uh, Revenge of the Sith. I will watch Revenge of the Sith, and then I will watch Solo, and I will watch Rogue One, and then I'll watch the original Star Wars, A New Hope. And you know, kind of, I'm trying to do it so that all of the properties kind of fit in their chronological order at this point. So
2: where does Rebels fit?
0: uh rebels is basically kind of goes side by side with um new hope or excuse me not new hope it goes side by side with solo and tinkers with rogue one and its timing so it, it it's i think it's done and then rogue one and then new hope so yeah thank you for reminding me of rebels rebels was a great show rebels gets a lot of hate and i don't know why It it doesn't make sense to me. I've never, I've never understood. So then,
2: after you finish Return of the Jedi, you're going back to rewatch
0: Mandalorian. Yes, exactly. See that that's cool,
5: and it's funny. You can do the same thing with the Marvel movies, where instead Mm -hmm. of release order, you can start with Captain America: The First Avenger, because that takes place in the '40s, and uh, then the next one might be Captain Captain Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go, Captain, Captain.
5: Yeah, because that... Captain, my, my captain oh, my
2: captain, no Captain.
0: Yeah, there you go.
5: <laughs> and then I think Iron Man would be after that. No, the Hulk
0: might be before. It's, it's um, Hulk is the first. Yeah.
5: So, it, I it, it's fun to think, well, it's fun for people like us to think about. And <laughs> like I
1: guess. Whereas Susan's
5: thinking
2: back. of the, the COVID and all...
5: smirking, trying not to laugh. <laughs>
2: She's thinking all of the serious stuff about uh, what, yeah. what's the recent numbers and uh, not I, I, why didn't Santa just go next door?
0: Uh-huh. All, all I have to say is why so serious? Yeah. But anyway,
2: why so serious? Uh, so raise your uh, glass.
0: I, I um, know we're off on a tangent. And that was yeah. even my fault.
2: I'm reading
5: about the Federal Reserve. Oh, Susan says she's reading about the Federal Reserve.
4: Oh, okay. see, something serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: And how we're going to be broke, or we're yeah. already
4: broke. Too late. Already there. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding.
2: No, I'm, like, <laughs> looking a little bit about the, um, the trivia. Um, it says, let's see. I just lost it. Oh, Disney took great lengths to keep Baby Yoda under wraps until the show premiered, including not producing any merchandise ahead of time. But there was one potentially dangerous source of leaks on the set. Kids. The thing that was terrifying was the notion of having children on a set and what was going to happen with the kids seeing Baby. Bryce Dallas Howard, who was directing an episode, Sanctuary, on the Disney Plus series, says on, on People's TV Couch Surfing. Knowing the need to keep the secret, Howard took steps to prevent the kids who acted in the episode, including her own son and daughter, from spilling the beans. All the kids that were on set, I had conversations with each one of them just about keeping Baby a secret, she says. And they were all just so great. But my kids, every single day when they were going back to the school, before school, I would say, who do we not talk about today? And they would be like, baby! It was so amazing to get my kids on a Star Wars set just having the time of her life she adds, So, yeah, you would think that that would be, like, the most challenging thing without set leaks and things like that. that right. Something's going to leak out and kids would be the first one, or me. I, I would uh, probably I would not be able to keep anything under wraps. Um, yeah,
0: no, secrets are not your strong suit.
4: No, I did don't... anybody see what um, was tweeted yesterday by Mark Hamill?
0: Anything interesting on TV lately? <laughs> yeah,
4: yes, I. Oh, yeah, I, I think that was what did he do? It Friday? Might have been Friday. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he did no,
4: it? Friday. No, no, no. No, it was something he put. Yeah, oh, it was yesterday. It was definitely yesterday. It was a. Uh, it's amazing how me keep. Th- them keeping me such a secret is still such a big deal. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. True. Because- yeah, because he, is, he essentially yeah. is,
0: you know, in the finale of of Mandalorian, he was the big reveal uh, as as Luke Spoilers. appears at the end. Well, he said at the top of the show, Luke appears in the finale. Now mm-hmm. it was it was not Mark Hamill himself de-aged. It was. His CGI. face CGI put on another actor, I'm assuming. I believe that's what he heard.
3: Yeah, it was. It wasn't
0: okay. it it
4: was was a was great movie. CGI, but... It no. was. Max
3: Lloyd-Jones was the person.
0: Yeah, the CGI was a bit weird. Yeah. But here's... I, I heard a great reasoning for that. Somebody who is close to the production said, look, these guys were new... They knew the story they were going to tell. They knew what was going to happen at the end. But instead of blowing the whole budget on one scene they made sure they, 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 they blew the budget on the series, right? Yeah. So they spent their money on, on every episode to make sure that every episode had something to everybody could remember off of. And, and yeah, they, 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 had some, uh, mm-hmm. they had some decent skills. It, it looked a little off, but I'm also, there's a great theory. Um, because everybody's been fan, you know, people fan casted Rosario Dawson as, a Sao Catano. The fans kind of brought that casting to life
2: right before they were even
0: cast. Yep. Exactly. Well, it's, it's common knowledge that right now there's a big theory going on that Sebastian Stan, who plays the winter soldier in MCU, he's uncannily, he looks,
2: looks like Luke, yeah, Mark young
0: Mark Hamill. Uh, so people have been fan casting the crap out of the fact that he should be Luke, you know, going forward. And so the, another th- running theory right now is that, yep, Sebastian is going to end up probably playing this part. But until that happens, uh, they did the cheesy uh, placeholder CGI just to get it into the, the mix, as it were. Uh, but it was just so wild. That that final episode was such a freaking wild ride. Um, you know, with everything going on and, the, and the, the, the screaming Valkyries. Holy smoke, the women were amazing! <laughs> oh my god, you had the... It, Gideon himself even says you have an impressive fire team, and it's basically it was it was uh, Gina Carano, uh, Ming Na, Katie Sackhoff, and Sasha Bank. They all came out of the woodwork to, um, you know, to be their characters once again from earlier in the season, and uh, and it was just amazing. The, the, I, they just you just
2: had to say that they took the child, and like, it, and it's like yep.
0: Well, Cara Dune's response was the best at the end of the episode where where she kind of joins. The squad that's going to go get the, the baby back. Um, she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm respectable now. I got to do a thing. I got to be. I got to do this by the book." And they whatnot. took the child. Yeah, they <laughs> took the child, and all Gina Carano had to do was just tilt her head forward just a little bit and give him a look. She said nothing, Right. and just she, the the sheer look on her face was like, "Okay, yeah, we're going to war. Okay, yeah. got it. Yep, okay, that's a thing."
2: <laughs> well, it's like all all those the that mama bear instinct.
0: Mm-hmm. comes out
2: that it's like oh no you didn't
0: uh-huh. you,
2: you didn't you just didn't go there Um oh,
0: so well, it was the same thing with katie sackoff too when 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 he approached Bo and he's like okay i need your help and she's like yeah okay that's that's not gonna he, he took the child and she just kind of went what <laughs> okay i'm in it's it was just basically okay now bo katan also had her ulterior motive she wanted to get her crack at at, at moff gideon yeah, you know, because he has the dark saber, and she wants the dark saber, which led to a very interesting sequence. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, but there's a question I have that I have I've got questions now because there was this whole subplot where Bo wa- wanted um, a crack at Gideon because he has the dark saber, and the dark saber is like Excalibur, right? There's this whole Excalibur kind of uh, right. allegory going on here. He, he said where- something
2: initially that it was hers that he took it from her,
0: right? Gideon got it from Bo, and and I guess the implication is that they had a fight, and Gideon defeated Bo Katan, or somebody defeated Bo Katan, and, and boom, he got the the, the dark saber. So he's quote unquote technically the ruler of Mandalore, such as it is. It's it's a shattered world at this point from what everybody's saying. Um, you know, so Bo's like, okay, I want I want to crack a Gideon, and and I'm pretty sure Gideon made that tactical decision to fight the Mandalorian to fight to din uh din uh, because if he was going to lose he wanted to lose to this guy and cause political strife because it was like because you know thrawn is cold and calculating palpatine was a chess master right tarkin was the ruthless efficient ruler gideon's a bit of a weasel (laughs) (laughs) he is he's just a basically he's an asshole yeah uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he's an asshole with authority and 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 a and a, and a and a decent brain in his head but he's just a little fucker and um you know so i i think he's he was a couple steps ahead but he's always looking for the angle he's always working and he just does things to piss people off <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really interesting to see how that character develops and and young Giancarlo Esposito, is a phenomenal actor who has brought this character to life. You just want to hate him so much, and he gives you all the reason in the world to do it. It's it's just it's been a fascinating ride to watch that in action. So anyway, he, uh, you know, they finally get they get aboard Gideon's ship, okay, and and uh, first uh, the Mandalorian has to deal with a Dark Trooper, and that was frightening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy Moses! That those things are badass.
2: But then you can see how strong that Beskar steel is. Well, yeah. Because, because of the armor, you think, like the, if it had been a like just the regular like stormtrooper armor that the Dark Trooper was punching, it would have been crushed. stormtrooper
4: uh-huh. armor doesn't stop anything. That's basically useless.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just paper.
4: It's like- <laughs> how heavy is how heavy is the Mandalorians? Helmet, no. I mean, seriously, if that metal can withstand that, it, 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 it's got to be like 60 pounds, 70 pounds. It's the, the yeah, hardest uh, metal
0: out there, isn't it? The, it the, well, that's the stuff. thing about car is it's it's supposed to be like, you know, the MCU's adamantine or vibranium. It's incredibly <laughs> light, you
4: know. <laughs> you can't say vibranium.
0: I didn't hear
5: it.
2: You can't, you can't see say vibranium. It. In-
5: Vibranium is a trigger word
0: for Tanya. Oh, it's right up there with friction these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. broke
2: me on comic chicks a couple weeks ago.
0: Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Um, no, but it's 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 like I said, it's it's the MCU equivalent or the Disney equivalent of MCU's uh, vibranium, uh, adamantium, whatever you want. But so it's it's it's, a, it's supposed to be a light material, but it's incredibly powerful. Now, who on this panel with me today watched Game of Thrones? I, I watched
4: some of it. I did. I watched All right.
0: the whole thing. So do you remember the scene of the mountain and the viper? The viper mm-hmm. played by Pedro Pascal and what happened to him. So yeah. it was a basically I think I think that scene where uh Pedro Pascal's skull did not get crushed this time around was a little fan service to the <laughs> fans out there. Yeah. So, <laughs>
3: I saw a little post about how Katie Sackhoff was on there and then the Dark Troopers or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like Cylons.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yes, definitely.
5: <laughs> that's a great call because I, I was thinking they looked so much like cool Doctor Who
0: villains. The Truly. Kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Cybermen and the Daleks finally got together and, and made a hybrid.
4: <laughs> that's that's scary. scary.
0: Yeah. That's oh. good. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. That's how
4: that's they crazy. were explaining them, though, were kind of like creepy. Like in the, the word – the only – Downfall left inside of them is that human. I yeah. was like, wow, that mm-hmm. is like, yeah, horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you know they're all gone now.
0: Well, it's it, well, I don't think they are all gone, but I, I don't I mean, know. I assume Gideon probably has a couple lying around somewhere or knows how to make them, but um, well, he has the child's blood,
3: yeah, what's going on with the blood? We don't, that, we that's don't
0: know. I think that's the t- that tie in is that's going to tie into um. Uh, you think
2: season three?
0: Well, there's going to be that, but I think it's it's more of... of the Midichlorians? To no, let me just try to get the sentence out. Um, <laughs> shit, now I lost... Damn it! I'm sorry! You know, you do that to me a lot. I'm sorry!
3: <laughs> you have to let Chris finish his sentences. I otherwise know. He
0: said I know. I'm so sorry. The sequel trilogy. Snoke. They're going to use it to explain Snoke and, and Palpatine's return. Oh. No. That's. I think that's what it was. Is the blood? The blood was for the cloning project because. Well, the scientist was a cloner. They talked about that often, mm. especially in that mm-hmm. opening scene with, yep. um, you know, where they're chasing down the shuttle. You know that he's a cloner. He's a cloner. He's a cloner. Okay, so why is the child's... Okay, so I think they're going to use that to help explain um, aspects of the sequel trilogy.
3: Okay.
4: Mm. It's all coming together. (gasps) Tanya, if they clone the child, we can all have our own. Yay! (laughs) That's what I got out of all that. I I know it's probably wrong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't we have enough of our own? Oh, wait, no. There's
4: never enough.
2: (laughs) I only
3: have three sitting in my desk right now, so
2: I
1: don't know. I have one sitting in
2: front of me and six sitting to the side of me. And then, uh, yeah, one here, one there. And was fourteen in my room. Anne was stitching a really, really small one that I got her from Five Below the other day to a headband that she's going to wear for dance. (laughs) It lights up. the 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 picture that you guys got last Monday with our uh, light up headbands.
0: Yeah.
2: Anne stitched uh, Grogu to hers, so you
5: know it's part of her tiara. (laughs) One one thing the show did is a really. Cool job of world building and create and creating characters and introducing characters that will come back for season three. No matter what happens, eventually, to Grogu and he- he'll be back next year.
1: Oh, oh yeah, because
5: yeah. there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Plus, Too popular. You got Kyrie Tech, yeah. off and Sasha Banks and Gina Carano, and one character who in two episodes, I think is one of my favorites, is Bill Burr as Mayfield.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. He is amazing in that part. And the it's fact
5: like... they let him go, you know, hes he'll pop up again next year somehow.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Bill yeah, Burr, I, see that it, happening.
5: It, I love watching the trajectory of his career because 10 years ago, I was listening to him on Opie and Anthony where he was just a club comic who would come in and hang out with them. And, you know, watching him... Grow both as a comedian to the point where he's hosting Saturday Night Live, to an actor where he's you know, on The Mandalorian and, and a ton of movies now. So watching him go from someone no one's heard of to you know a potential star, and I love how they proving do. himself as an actor. That that this scene in The Mandalorian where you can see him going through his PTSD.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There was acting there. There was some serious acting going on there. That was amazing. Yeah.
4: So, I like how they brought so many, not small actors, not, definitely not small, but actors and actresses that people <clears throat> may not have necessarily recognized but have been around for a while mm-hmm. in other supportive parts where, yes, they were supportive actresses or actors or actresses in The Mandalorian, but they were the main story as well because without all of those parts, the way that the Mandalorian was made and the characters and the stories that it created would not be without any of them.
1: You mm-hmm. can't take
4: one of those characters out and still have the same storyline.
0: That's fair. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Yeah, uh, so much to talk about. It's amazing.
2: I know. Well, um, there there's a like, theory. Is the Mandalorian season three plot actually the book of Boba Fett?
0: See that's the thing is I am wondering if that was another um like a secret kind of, of release mm-hmm. that there's more different Star Wars stuff going on you know because we had that that cavalcade of of stuff a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago that we've been talking about we we spent a whole bunch of it on Nerd World News the other night um you know is that just going to be another another show that they've they're releasing at this point or is it indeed um you know, Mandalorian season season three. but you know, we'll find out more. yeah I think the big the big thing we need to take away from is that there might, Disney just might as well become the Star Wars Channel. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> Disney plus is the Star Wars channel because there's just so much they're offering. It's amazing and and this franchise that we love so much and love to talk about so much, uh, is is going to be alive and well for a long time to come. It's just kind of a given at this point. You're you're not going to get rid of it, and uh, which for the ultimate fans like we are, oh, this is yay, so mm-hmm. much yay. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the, in the corner. We've hinted at it a couple of times at this point. Uh, this the series, the season finale. Um, they're on Gideon's ship. The, the girls have managed to take over the bridge. Actually, managed. Please, they had they owned that bridge. That was there was no doubt what was going to happen there. Um, they wiped that place out. And um,
3: but they're about to get overridden. What's that? They're about to get overtaken by the the.
0: The, the yeah, the dark troopers are piling troopers. up. And um, you know, Vader had his gauntlet run in uh, in Rogue One, and uh, like father. The like son, Gina Carano's delivery of "Oh, great, alone X-wing, we're saved" was perfect. But then, it, <laughs> when I first saw the X-wing sail past the windshield of the of the cruiser, I'm like, "Okay, cool, it's probably that that uh, that Rebel guy who's been flying around and you mm-hmm. know, being like a, the Outer Rim kind of policeman." Uh, and then I'm like, "Okay, where's the other X-wing? Oh, because probably gonna be some ships coming up at this point." And then she goes, "Lone X-wing, oh, we're saved." I'm like, "Lone, hmm. lone X-wing, okay." Let me set the story for you. I'm sitting in my, my living room. I am 50 years old. I am an old man, all right? And uh, and I'm sitting there just, you know, drinking a, drinking a glass of water and watching this very casually. I'm into it. I've been enjoying the show so far. And then my brain clicks together on the mathematics of blown X-wing. And I proceed to jump up. Water goes everywhere and I'm screaming, It's him, it's him, holy shit, it's him. <laughs> 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 I fucking lost my mind at that point. I was like, Oh my god, they're not doing it. they're gonna do it. Oh my god, this is amazing. So yeah. And and by the way, I'm watching TikTok videos and apparently a lot of people had the same reaction I did.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you should have recorded that. You could have been posted it on a TikTok.
0: Oh my god, I didn't even think that was going to be a thing, but all of a sudden oh here gosh. I am in this moment and uh, and I was like okay um and then sure enough here comes the black hooded figure okay it's it, well, this is
3: happening this is happening well,
0: well no <laughs> at first i was still a little hesitant at first about who it there's... possibly was well, well the way mm-hmm. the hood was was formed right off when i first saw it i'm like did they put a in a black hood is it a oh, mm-hmm. black. okay it would not at be unheard of. Head.
5: I, I kept looking. No, it's a, that's whose a, hands are Caucasian,
1: right?
2: Yeah, and it's funny because um you see the the right hand has a black glove on it. That's and when then, I clicked, and then the left hand is it skin. Bare. Yeah, it was there? Yeah.
0: As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh crap!" And then the green lightsaber, and I'm like, "Oh, it!" <laughs> and I lost my mind and i am not ashamed to admit it it was amazing i was so excited <laughs> and i was like i'm 12 again i was 12 again for a moment it was it was basically the long and the short of it it was like oh my god this is so freaking cool and and you know and yeah the cgi was a bit wonky right mm-hmm. we did we did hint at that um the cgi was a little rough but uh i, I it was worth it it was so mm-hmm. worth it. i could forgive the wonky CGI for uh, for the whole premise of the story. And uh, yeah, that was just badass. It was pure, unadulterated badass. I was so excited. Um, Now that I've kind of inundated you guys with my opinion, how did you feel about it?
1: I
5: I was like, it's almost the same thing, where it took me until like he unmasked, and it was him, and Susan and I were both like, oh my God, it's Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. It, it, It was... Genuinely exciting to see young Luke, because we saw old Luke in the the sequels. But to see young Luke again was was really
0: cool. I mean, to be – and here's here's me armchair quarterbacking, because I know so much, right? Um, It would almost feel like to go forward with Star Wars, you would need – you need that character. Mm -hmm. He he is – Star Wars. I mean, everybody looks to Vader. Vader's the iconic villain character, yes. Um, but I think to really kind of legitimize a Star Wars series, you need Luke Skywalker. You need that reference. You need that that anchor point, because he was the guy who took us on the journey in the first place.
2: And this kind of ties in what happens after Return of the Jedi with Luke uh-huh. to The Force Awakens, where he's missing. Right. Right and and so he had to have been we know that he had been um had young um padawans or young force users that he was training and things like that but we didn't know and, and so he had to have kind of figured out that it wasn't going to be Asaka cuz she's mm-hmm. like I can't train him um
1: mm-hmm.
2: so when the X wing came in, and I'm just like, I have expected to see more X wings, and like, oh, the cavalry yeah. has arrived. Mm-hmm. But then, when when nothing showed up, I'm like, I know who that is, yep. and and I'm like, I know. And just like going through the gauntlet, I'm like, Yep, that exactly. And the green lightsaber, I I knew exactly who that was. And um, when he take when uh, Grogu leaves with Luke at the end, mm-hmm. it was like. Mm-hmm. This is where I, where I started. Luke was carrying uh, uh, Yoda on his back when he was becoming a trainer. And now oh, he's
1: true, true. Yeah. Good point. Take, mm-hmm. taking the
2: baby out with him. And uh, um, he goes, I don't think he wants to go. And he goes, no, he, want, he needs your permission type thing. That, that it's okay for him to leave. Uh, because he had made such a connection with uh, Mando. Um, but, yeah, it's just... They have so much story now to continue to work on, right? And, and to continue um, to continue the series.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm so excited. You know, that's the thing. I think that's the the, the most wonderful thing about it is that, uh, you know, there are times where you watch, um, you watch a show. You're, it's a <coughs> series, and and you're like, okay, I'm I'm obliged to watch this episode because. Um, I'm a fan, all right. So I have to watch this this particular episode, um, and it does not leave me wanting more. Um, Mandalorian has. I don't think there's an episode of Mandalorian where I haven't been like, "It's over? Oh crap! Ah, mm-hmm.
3: what's on. next? Quick, what's next? I, mean, I, know. I need more.
0: <laughs> more. Come on, man! I'm tapping my arm. I need another fix, dude. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
5: that was a really quick watch. As someone that waited. To binge the whole season.
1: Mm-hmm. It, well, the episodes were like shorter.
5: It, yeah. But it, it just it didn't feel like it took... I, I don't feel like I watched eight episodes. It just flew by. Or yeah. like you said, Chris, just sometimes it's a slog to get through a show, but you feel like you have to see the whole thing. Like, right. I still remember when I watched uh, Iron Fist. I was, uh, like, basically hate watching the last yeah, we've, bunch we've of that, episodes. Yeah and but i i couldn't not complete it no matter how
0: hard we tried yeah
4: (laughs) it was just it was so good like there was nothing you could do but sit and watch it and how many times did you watch it and then at least for me i would watch it with my husband and then the next day i would watch that episode maybe one or two more times Just so I could get all the little nuances that I know I missed because I was so excited to watch it the first time.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There was
5: no fad on the
0: episodes. Great way to put it. Great way to put it. You know, and they were very, it was just each story moved. Um, And and as you pointed out, sometimes the runtimes are different. So they were not being held to network standards where it has to be this amount of time. It has to be, sometimes you put filler scenes in or whatnot to kind of hit it or make sure you're, you know, accommodating for commercial breaks or whatnot. It was, we tell the story. When the story is over, we move on to the next story. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's just, that's, I think that's what streaming services have allowed storytellers to do as well as be able to tell the story they want to tell without having to convolute it so much. You know, dilute it is probably a better way of describing it.
2: Well, I think that's kind of how, like, um, they've titled them Chapter 15, Chapter 16, Chapter Mm -hmm. whatever, because they are that um, continuation of a story rather than, like, like, say, like NCIS. Yeah, there's a story arc that's going... Through it but it's just individual episodes with mm-hmm. where this is truly focused in on um uh, a central theme of valid. Mm-hmm. so valid. that's what makes it more of like that it flows as billy says there's no fat to it it's not mm-hmm. necessarily it just keeps going and and you're like okay okay what now Damn, we have to wait until December
4: of 2021 now. What the hell? So. <laughs> There's going
0: to be more uh, so to watch. There's going to it be was so a
4: good ending to 2020, though. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if if 2020 was going to be the train wreck that it is, at least we had this at the end to, <laughs> to get it You know what I mean? Like it really yes. felt like okay, he's alive for now.
2: <laughs> he's he's safe in Luke's hands right now. At, at yes. least at least for the next eleven months and then uh we'll see what happens uh in December of twenty twenty one but yeah it's
5: two things one thing I, I I wanna see if in the future baby Yoda becomes teenage Yoda sort of like baby Yo, group <laughs> <laughs> Susan immediately looked up and said no
4: <laughs> I am group so- took him 52 years to become a toddler. How long is it going to It's going to be another at least 100 years before he becomes a teenager. i want to see snotty teenage. No! He
1: <laughs> says no.
5: Uh, the other thing, but the, the character I loved that I want to see come back and actually needs a name is the frog lady with the eggs.
1: Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> that starts a whole other uh Thread in regards to how everyone was in an uproar with uh, Grogu eating the frog eggs. Yeah. He was
1: hungry.
2: <laughs> I know he was hungry. He was naughty. Um, no, but it seemed like yeah, he had like um, Grogu had like a lot of cooing and things like that, whatever. But it was like right at the end, it sounded like he was actually trying to like articulate a word.
0: Yeah. People have been saying, "Oh, we heard Grogu's first word for a couple of episodes now," and which is funny because that's another thing Star Wars fans are notorious for—is armchair quarterbacking everything. <laughs> you know, it's
1: just like
0: I watch YouTube videos every so often just, and I, I stomach them just so I can listen to these these things, and I'm like, "Wow, you are really just struggling for relevance, aren't you, dude?" <laughs> it's
2: I got to go back, go back and watch. Did did Grogu leave with the little gear shift knobby thing?
0: Um, no, I did not see that. Or
2: does Mando uh, does uh, didn't have it?
0: I think din has got it at the moment. I, don't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see him give it out or anything like that. So,
2: come on, kid, take it. We know you want it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: <That's cool.
0: sighs> yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna hover on that whole like father, like son. I'm going to go through the gauntlet thing now because okay. Vader. Vader's iconic scene came from Rogue One when at the end, he just plowed through those rebel soldiers, and um, and you saw him really at full throttle, pretty much for the first time ever. Um, you know, to see Luke go through the dark troopers was just, and it was great. You know, I I, I had to watch it a couple of times, but I remember, um, you know, focusing on a couple of the the battle scenes in like Clone Wars and uh, Revenge of the Sith, and there were some moves that that uh, Hayden Christensen pulled as, as Anakin Skywalker. And they did in the, in the animation, there were some things that were just like, holy cow, that takes some thought and planning to choreograph stuff like that. And to see a lot of those moves mirrored in Luke was such, just a great nod to detail. And I think that's one of the wonderful things we were hinting at it. And I was talking a little bit about it earlier. Um, you know fan service but doing it subtle doing it light and not bogging the movie down or the show down with it um just the stance the maneuver the the motion it was just so wonderful to see anakin and luke skywalker being basically the same guy at the same time and under the certain same the same circumstances it was just so cool to watch that that blending of 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 that of the mythos that we grew up with to see it you know Coloss us ben. um and you know, and, our, and like I mentioned, our, our our favorite show is it's it's healthy. It's you know, people can go ahead and malign the the sequel trilogy all they want. Well, you know, and they and they will for a long time to come there's there's a whole there's a bunch of guys right now who are basically going oh this is going to suck they're going to, they're going to go ahead and, and retcon the, the sequel trilogy they're going to do it they're going to do it this is going to cuz they all suck they're I'm like okay guys just relax
5: <laughs> you know I think this, this is joking. where i this is where i suck like i i enjoyed the sequel trilogy and i did too like,
0: i mean it had flaws i get it but you know what it was still fun but it's better than the world without star wars stuff to amen. watch amen bro. amen uh we've been at this for a bit yes we
4: have oh, yeah. we get going we're at- on star
0: wars mm-hmm. yeah, we really can we're good at that it's fun that's why we that's why we enjoy this this is why we we are who we are really i mean come on let's look at it this way star trek was was great when we were kids right but we no. became nerds when it came to star wars <laughs> you know, we were, star wars has made us who we are
4: and have you seen star trek the original or the next generation or which one because I only watched Eddie. Next Generation because I had a huge thing for um, for a, a certain teenage boy on that show. Because I was a teenager then. Wesley? Yes, I know. It's so bad.
0: Shut up, Wesley. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Will Beaton. I swear to God.
4: Please Poor Will, will Beaton. And now you will look will at him sure and it's like, he, he's like never aged though.
0: He really hasn't. He grew a beard. That's how he aged.
4: Yeah. When he got he got grey like the rest of us. But he's never aged. I mean, if I could age that well, it'd be amazing. I mean, how old is he now? Like I don't even know.
2: Forty something. something. Yeah, he's forty something. so,
4: So he's he's older than me, but he's still so he's still so dreamy when you know, when it comes to it was nice to have a geek. Kind of thing, and my mom watched the originals. I remember her making me watch the Trouble with the Tribbles. That's and the best. I was such disdain. <laughs> <laughs> I love, it was so cheesy. You have to remember, it, I was it was so the nineties.
5: Oh. Maybe the fact I watched him in the early to mid seventies. Yeah, mid seventies yeah. is when I watched.
4: Yeah, so really? in the nineties it was cheesy to me, and then the next generation came on. I was I was really into that, and. My mom was a little different television wise. We weren't banned from watching The Simpsons. She thought they were completely inappropriate, just like my sister's banned. My sister's banned her kids from watching SpongeBob. So, you know, we didn't have a lot that we could watch on TV. My dad watched wrestling. We all hid in our room and watched Next Generation. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. there you go. Will Wheaton is 48.
2: Wow. Yeah. July 29th, 1972. So he's a little younger than me.
4: A little older than me, but all I remember was he every single Teen Beat or Bach or <laughs> it was New Kids on the Block, Debbie Gibson, and Will Lee. <laughs> That was it. All for there cover. Am I wrong, Dan? Am <laughs> I wrong? <laughs> and Dan had
2: all the Gibson, Gib- Debbie Gibson covers. Gibby, uh, Gibby, That's Dubson. Yeah, what did I tell
3: you, no comment. <laughs>
2: And buttons
4: for his jean jacket. Yes. <laughs> I still have my buttons. But, was a, so for me, you know, Star Wars was the thing. I mean, I've said this before. Sunday afternoons, Fox used to play all the original Star Wars. And my dad worked trick shifts at Kodak. And so every afternoon, he had a nap. No matter what, he always had a nap. So that was my time that I could watch TV. And I loved Star Wars. Okay. But... I mean you guys you guys will probably have a little bit different than you guys didn't didn't go to public school as much as I did. Being a nerd or a geek was awful in the city school district. Like you could not even talk about it. Oh, yeah. And I was and I was in art classes. So I was a graphic design major in high school. Mm-hmm. And if you drew cartoons or if you drew anything that they considered geeky, you got called out. Like it was just awful. Yeah. See, I, and or, now it's completely different. Mm-hmm. I, I did go to public
5: schools, and you're sort of right, except I wound up in like the sort of smart kid classes. So I had my own little group of fellow nerds. Oh, see we went. You. We went to go see uh, Dune and Star, the Star Wars movies and the Star Trek movies. So there was like five of us who were like friends, and we went to go see you know. Uh, it, all all the science fiction movies that came out. So, so I got lucky so, in that I wound up with a, a group of fellow nerds. that
0: you uh, had tribe to Yeah, you. I had a tribe. <laughs> I was I graduated in 90,
4: 1996 from okay. Edison Tech. Okay, wow. so Edison Tech was it was different. Like it was a lot of um, you had the automotive people, you had the welding people, you had the photography people, you had aviation. Our school had aviation. You could go and fly a plane. Yeah. But then we had this little art click area that I was in that was the graphic design. But we were designing boxes and we were designing layouts for magazines and stuff. Nobody said, okay, let us draw cartoons. Let us draw other things. Uh And it wasn't until like a year after I left that they started that.
1: Hmm.
4: So... That's kind of cool. So being a geek was was something we had to hide. I mean, I had that for years. I graduated
5: in 1983. And back then they had just started computer classes with Radio Shack TRS-80. That
1: was my first
0: computer. Yeah, absolutely. Trash 80, come on. Yeah, exactly. Dan, Zork.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best. Come on.
4: Man, it, yeah, we had Macs, but, you know, that was yeah we were kind of fancy. It was a Well, we, we got our first Mac in Catholic school, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was in 91, so. Uh, the good years, the good years. But, I mean, all of us, we all love Star Wars to a point where we all have that one common ground. Yeah. And I think that is what has brought the Star Wars universe to what it is today, because whether you were a geek in the 70s and 80s the 90s or even up to now it has gapped so many generations that kids can go with their grandparents to rewatch a movie or a new movie and still talk about it and love it together
0: exactly absolutely and and that's and I'm, and blissfully that's going to be Something we can all share for a long time to come, and you know, and, and we've hinted at it, we've talked about, it, we've done whole podcasts about it. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be down on it. There's going to be somebody who's, you know, upset with this detail or upset with that detail, or going to nitpick this continuity. You know, that's them. That's on them. You know, mm-hmm. I've mentioned on several occasions. There's no such thing as a perfect Star Wars product because there's a global consciousness involved with it, and everybody's going to have their opinion. You know, but I'll tell you what: season two of Mandalorian did a really damn good job, mm-hmm. and, and it appealed to a lot of people. A lot of people were very happy on Friday. You just got a to find mm-hmm. the right people
5: at the right time. Jon Favreau, Favreau, and Dave Filoni, and Peyton Reed, and and the cast that they they put together, you know, was the right thing at the right time. Maybe the sequel movies fell a little flat to some people, but this didn't. I don't think I haven't heard a bad thing about the
0: Mandalorian. Uh, The only bad thing I've heard is that you had the nitpickers having some fun with it, you know, and Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people right now because in the animated series, one uh, in, in rebels, uh, Sabine Wren, one of the hero characters gets her hands on the dark saber and hands it off to Bo-Katan and says, this belongs to you. And, and Bo-Katan takes it. She's like, okay, yep, I understand that. And I'm going to roll with this. But in the season finale, uh our mandalorian wins the dark saber off of moff gideon Gideon. and then when when mando's like i'm just going to hand it off to bo katan she really she wants this i don't you know she deserves it i don't need it but she couldn't take it and gideon goes on he she has to win it in battle uh to get it and so there's like a little you know there's a little discrepancy there like wait how did sabine hand it off to Bo and she took it but now Din is trying to hand it off to Bo, and she won't take it. So there's, there's like, wait, there's. Hopefully they'll they'll explain that in season three, is what I'm expecting at this point. I'm thinking because I don't think Sabine actually won it off of somebody; she found it, and uh, and so that's I think how they're going to kind of get around that particular continuity issue. But that's just one of those nitpick things right now. But it's definitely creating an issue where or it's going to be an interesting situation uh, where if Bo and Din have to fight. It's gonna be an interesting day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. but uh, season three is gonna be really kind of cool. Uh, there's there's a lot going on, and hey, closing credits at the the post credit scene where Boba Fett takes over Jabba's empire.
3: Yeah, really. Like,
2: Bib <laughs> didn't even have a chance to say much.
0: Well, well Bib is twice the man he used to be. Apparently,
2: oh my and, god, and three times the way. man.
0: Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, apparently the chair really kind of bulks you up a bit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you must have an Italian wife. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: there uh, it is. Well, Fortuna, it ends in a vowel, so it might be Italian, right? To be. <laughs> 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 I'm going to hell for that one. I really am. I'm going to go. I'm sorry for all my Italian people out there. You're um, Italian, I so it. I am. I'm half Italian, so I can make jokes like that. I so. am, and I'll allow it. There you go. Thank <laughs> you, Philly. I'm
2: not, but I grew up in a family that is, so I'll, I'll
0: there, there you so. go. Oh, well. All right. So how about we take a quick break, and when we come back, we will do our question of the week and wrap up the year of 2020 for our podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and we're hoping you're having a good day and hanging out with us and having some fun. Um, yeah, just well, well, you know what? I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to be talking about Star Wars for years to come, and I love that idea so much. Can't even can't even tell you how excited I am to have that co- those conversations.
3: Sorry. You can tell us, Chris. It's just it's okay. It's you can really
5: tell
0: us. Well, you know that's I I discovered. Star Trek, all right. When I was six, seven years old, okay, I watched the reruns. There was fun, but Star Wars was it. Star Wars was what made me on mm-hmm. the path of who I became. You know, that was like the power nerd, the fantasy, the you know, the imagination behind it. And and then eventually, like a couple of years later, I found Doctor Who, and then that was it. I'm, you know, there's no going back from that. Jock is not in the future at this stage. You yeah. know, so.
3: I don't think we're ever in our future, Chris. I don't know.
0: That's true too. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so let's do question of the week. daniel Yes. I would like to see what question 400 has in store for us.
3: 400. Okay. I mean, this, is, this is a would-you-rather question.
2: Yay! Something I don't necessarily have to really think about.
3: <laughs> okay. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green uh-huh. or never have to stand in line again?
1: <laughs> <clears>
0: oh <throat> Hey Anne, yeah, you're up.
4: Um, I wouldn't mind either way, um, actually, um, but I would choose the green because I like standing in line at places. You Here's meet, stuff. Time to you do meet. Stuff. Yeah, no, you meet people. You say hello. Um, sometimes, especially right now, just standing mm-hmm. behind somebody in line at Wegman, saying, "Are you doing okay?" today? "Happy holidays," makes somebody feel better. Right, and I have. If you, I don't know if you've noticed, I've noticed when you walk through any grocery store, you could so quiet right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody feels they can talk to each other because of the masks. Right. Even the employees don't seem to be having that interaction. Right. That's and fair. so cool. I've made a point that when I stand in line, hello, are you okay? How are you? Happy holidays. You know, just just to make that connection because you don't know when the last time some of these people have actually spoken to somebody if they live alone in person, you know? There. Fair.
0: That is incredibly fair. That's that's I like that, and that's a really poetic answer. That was a lot more poetic than I expected. That was
1: awesome. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Please, there's nothing to apologize for that. That's absolutely nothing to apologize for. Uh, Daniel,
3: I would say never has to stand in line. Just thinking of my last trip to Disney World.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Right now, isn't right now the the five minute waits?
3: There's there's a lot shorter now for the most part, yeah, because the capacity's way down. But but yeah, but it'd be nice not to stand in line there.
1: That's fair. <laughs>
3: I'm not I'm not as social as you are, Ann. So I, I I guess I don't have the.
0: <laughs> How about you, Bill? I'm
5: with Ann. Uh, I'm not as <laughs> social as Ann either, and I don't drive, so I don't have to worry about the uh, green lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going
0: to go with your watch, I'm going to not stand in line for anything. There you go. All right. Who, who has, is it me and Tanya that haven't an a- yep. answered it? Yeah. yeah. Tanya, you first,
1: honey.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Ann, uh with the green lights because I can stand in line. Yeah, I get a little frustrated at times, but I'm usually playing on my phone or whatever. But um, a couple weeks ago, I well, more like about two months ago, my mom and I were over at Eastview Mall and we were at Build-A-Bear, and we were waiting in line to get Riker's, he's now nowhere found, um, Baby Yoda. And um, there was somebody at the machine getting their bear filled, and then there was a little girl in front of us who happened to have been like three with her mom, and then my mom and I. So the little girl in front of us, you could see that she was getting antsy and tired and cranky and whatever. And mom was trying her hardest to, to amuse her. And she was like starting to cry and tantrum and sit down and things like that. And without missing a beat, my mom and I are like, my mom's like, oh, to the unstuffed baby Groku. It's like, oh, do you see this? Do you see this? And she's like, oh, and then I'm like. You
0: jumped into mom mode.
2: We did. Both of us jumped into mom mode. And I immediately pulled out, um, because she was going to get a My Little Pony. And we immediately pulled out, um. Music on my phone, and I did let. It, we were doing "Let It Go," and so she, the little girl was singing and dancing and things like that. <laughs> and then she was trying to hand me her toys, and I'm like, "I can't take it, honey." I'm like, "But it's so sweet," and things like that. So that the mom, when it was their turn, the mom turns looks, looks at my mom and I like, "Thank you," because like <laughs> the little girl was getting ready to book out of the store, and yeah,
0: there the was, uh, was about to happen.
2: Yes, and so and I'm like, you know what? I go, I'm a teacher. I'm a mom. I get it. I I totally get it. And we were dancing with her and things like that and bebopping with, and then the little girl had to show us all of her pony stuff and this is what she wanted and this is whatever and this is what she's going to get. I think it was like Pinkie Pie or whatever she was getting and it was just adorable. And the mom, she's like, oh my God, thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you you so much. Do you guys remember when Kanye was shy? When was that? Oh, it was...
2: It was, it was, it, was a while ago. it was when we first started this podcasting. Like I always like to talk, but I was a little little nervous when we first started in studio. Mm-hmm. So I, I was hesitant. I was more reserved. Now I blame Chris for up. that and Billy. No, <laughs>
0: I'll take that.
5: See, Tony uh, just reinforced my answer though. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: awesome. Oh, God, I love oh. you. Wow.
4: Yeah, but see, Billy, the one time I was at Wegmans and the lady in front of me who, I, you know, I never I never actually, like, go out in the world f- pretending I'm going to be a super nice person because there are days that I am not. Oh, my God. Believe- you should have heard her. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There are days <laughs> that I am not a nice person. But. Um, I've been privy to it. Yeah. I was at Wegmans and the lady in front of me, literally, she was short, like. 50 cents 50 cents and she's looking like in the bottom of her purse or whatever and the cashier it just has like the worst look on their on their they're like they don't even know what to do it's like this has never happened to them before
1: mm-hmm. so
4: I, I literally just handed two quarters put it on the belt i said here you go have a nice day and you don't understand what that does to somebody a the cashier no longer has to panic about how to how to take something yeah. off Mm-hmm. And that person doesn't have to think about what can I not afford this week to eat
5: mm-hmm. yeah, let's I've absolutely done that. I don't
4: yeah, I don't, that's, but that's the part if yeah. you didn't have that that thirty seconds yeah. or one minute or whatever you're waiting in line, would you have touched one person's life that day? No,
0: probably. No. I'm always
2: <laughs> no, like, I don't want to touch anything.. I, I don't.
5: <laughs> I would have done something nice for the person waiting at the crosswalk for me because I didn't have a green
1: light. Mm.
2: Mm. No. Okay, Christopher.
0: Um I would like to avoid having to stand in line. Which if you think about it, the bonus aspect of it is isn't sitting at a red light standing in line, so I wouldn't have to do that either then.
2: No, Yes, you're not No, you're sitting
0: in a car. You're not yeah, but standing you're in, in line, line anymore. No, nope. <laughs> but you're not
2: standing.
3: Yeah, well, it's not, it's gonna... not a line. You're just stopped that a light. It's a I'm, little different.
0: I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> You're the Moff Gideon of the group. Yeah. I am. weasel
5: <laughs> looking for an angle.
0: <laughs> I am looking for a damn angle. I think I deserve a couple of angles on that one, too. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Um, uh,
0: and you love me for it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think people are going to start committing mutiny upstairs. Right now, it's really, right. really quiet, but I'm afraid...
3: <laughs> if It's quiet. It's all good. Don't worry about yeah, it. No, <laughs> Ty-
0: don't question it when it's quiet. Tyler's
2: already been downstairs three times to let me know that my parents were her- here and uh, things like she didn't
0: that. Know the first couple of times, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
2: and he's like, I'm over here." Yes, Tyler. And he's
0: so. Well, then you know you should stop prolonging things there, Kimberly.
3: Uh
0: huh. So Dan, yes, Chris. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. Because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con. Coming at you in 2021. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever we go. We will lead you to where the entertainment is. So for Dan, for Billy, for Anne, for James, for Elizabeth, for Tanya, for Susan, and for Billy Kid, I am Chris. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great holiday. Have a safe holiday. And we will see you again after the holiday. After
1: the
2: holiday. Oh, wait, wrong thing. Mm-hmm.